What's going on, boys and girls of the world, and welcome inside the Red Dirt Golf Hour. I am Jared Gallagher, and I'm joined tonight by the one and only Spencer Drury. And I say the one and only because he is the one and only that joined us tonight. Spencer, how's it going? Uh, it's good. Let's get uh, let's get a little intimate conversation about the game of golf in Oklahoma, Jabo. Yeah, can't wait. This is just gonna, this is going to be like a therapy session, you and I. It's going to be, uh, yeah, like a lot of conversations before Carolyn moved to Oklahoma. <laughs> exactly. Except exactly. it won't be like one in the morning sitting on the couch watching the replay of uh, Pac-12 After Dark or something like that. Oh, man. Love it with a with a <laughs> pizza in hand. Oh, those were, those were the days. Boy. Uh, crispy boy and a pizza slice of pizza. Those were the days for sure. Hey, um, I, I still haven't had a chance to play golf over the last couple of weeks, but you uh, had a fun experience. You experienced Augusta for the very first time. The the one and only Augusta, actually. The um, one and only. The 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 one that matters. No, uh, yeah, I did. I played golf this week. It was I feel like my first non scramble round of golf, maybe since june um that's a lie we obviously a few episodes ago we recapped how we played karsten creek and everything like that but um yeah great round went out to cedar valley uh in its own uh, i didn't realize this until uh, about a month ago that cedar valley was kind of its own actual township i don't know if it's unincorporated territory or whatever it is yeah uh but it's not in guthrie uh like most people would think but if you're pretty much in the Guthrie area, if you're stopping by Cimarron National, go a little bit more west. Go check out Cedar Valley. Uh, played out there, and I don't, I don't know what I expected, but it was not what I encountered. <laughs> it I I thought that it was going to be a lot like Cimarron National, which not to knock that course by any means. I don't mean that any in any negative light there, but for those of you guys that are listening that have played Cimarron National or Aqua Canyon, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's uh, it's a great course, great layout, but it's not the highest, highest of qualities. And, you know, Cedar Valley was kind of maybe along the same lines as far as uh, quality, but they did, at least whenever I played it, seem to have a little bit more water on it. And the course was just incredible. It was one of the better layouts of a golf course I've played in the state. Um, you know, we we talked about it kind of in a, in a text where it is a course – on the Augusta side, I haven't played international. That's going to be coming up hopefully sometime soon. But I've, I haven't played a course, I think, that demands such different shots so, f- like, early out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking – you start on a par four that has a le- approach shot o- over water. So you can take a driver there, and that's great. And you're going to have about a – I think I had a pitching wedge into the green or something like that. And then the next hole is a par three. And you're kind of like, okay, well, now – if I've, I've had an approach shot over water. Now I've got a par three and then you get to the third hole and it's a par four that gets super narrow with water on each side of your landing area. And you've got to take a four iron off the tee. And you're like, Ooh. what the heck just happened? And that four <laughs> iron, it leaves you 120 yards. And you're like, oh, I could have taken driver. And then you look and you're like, no, no driver would have been very, very <laughs> dumb here. Um, and not only that, there's water on the completely surrounding the green, uh, except for the, the uh, furthest left edge. And so, um, and then you go into a long par, uh, long par three, 205 yards whenever we played it. And then you go to a par four that uh, was one of the longer ones. And you've got to go, I think I went like driver five iron. I didn't hit, hit a great drive. And I'm just, I, I get in five holes. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? Like I've hit more clubs in my bag during those first five holes than yeah. maybe most rounds. I feel like just because of the, the nature of, uh, of just kind of where my game is. And, you know, usually five iron comes out whenever I'm punching out of the trees. So 
to have a full swing five iron on a par four. It's, a res- was, it's your rescue. It's your in the yeah, trees rescue. Yeah. It's it's and that that's usually hooded and and hits about six feet in front of me anyway. So um yeah, just a great track. I I really enjoyed it. I played horrible. I, I'm going through an exercise right now with my game of golf. This is going to turn into the therapy session you you referred to. Right, right. Um, where I am a lot worse than what my expectations uh, lend me to believe when I'm on the golf course. <laughs> um, it's amazing that when you never play golf uh, in a non-scramble format and you don't hit range balls and you don't practice anything above a four foot putt in your, uh, in your golf is here, then uh, shocker, you're not going to score very well. And that's exactly how that round went. It was bad. Now the greens out there, you know, they're not, they're not fast. They're a little furry, but um, they were running true enough. Uh, I just didn't put it on the right line and didn't give it the right speed. So uh, it, it, it was one of those rounds where I wish that I could get my game to where I want it to be um, and go take another hack because I think it's, it's got a lot of good scoring opportunities, but yeah, you know, we can, we can divulge into golf psychology right now. I just started a game called uh, or a book called uh, golf beneath the surface. It's about the psychology of golf and I can't wait for that to really uh, peel back the layers of the onion within my mind. But uh, yeah, for those of you guys that are listening, go hit some freaking range balls, go practice. Don't, Please. Yeah. Don't get to the course and think that you're going to go hit career scores. That dude, Cause you're not, that's, that's the pot calling the kettle black there. But it, you know, it sounds to me like, you know, you had a great time. The pictures yeah. were phenomenal that you sent over to our group text. And we posted one of them. This was really cool. We posted one of them on, uh, on Twitter. Um, follow us, red dirt golf, uh, RDGC underscore. Okay. We posted one on Twitter and it got some really cool, positive reaction from it. You know, people, love that Augusta course out there at Cedar Valley. And, uh, you know, it sounds like, you know, some of that variety, you know, it, it, it makes guys that have a game a bit uncomfortable with an opening like that, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. there is so much variety and that there's, a you know, maybe a little bit of quirkiness to it. Um, but, uh, you know, there's variety there and that's what, you know, makes places like that cool. And especially something as accessible, you know, as Cedar Valley, you know, it's up in the Guthrie area, just, uh, just outside of Guthrie there. Um, so it's probably not getting the same amount of foot traffic as Lincoln park or Lake Hefner, right. That are just pounded every single day, uh, in the summertime. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a really cool experience. I have not been out there, um, to Augusta, uh, or to international on that side of the highway. Uh, you know, I've played on the North side of the highway there, but, um, it sounds like a lot of fun. We'll have to, we'll have to go out there and loop it together sometime. Well, I gotta tell you, it, it really kind of harkens back to, how you and I kind of started this brand, you know, we were out there on Cimarron national playing uh, they're on a main corner, you know, they, they all come back to Augusta. Right. But we, we came up with this idea playing uh, exactly what Cedar Valley is for me. And it's kind of one of the biggest things I've loved about this brand that we've been able to, to really enjoy is getting more exposure to some of those rural non-metro courses. Um, you know, we, we've got great golf in the state. Battlefield just opened up. Boiling Springs has been highlighted, you know, kind of ad nauseum. We love Jeff Wagner out there. You've got all the different courses within the metro area. I'm thinking, you know, just a few weeks ago, we just had the debate, which has better courses, Oklahoma City or Tulsa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that pretty much kind of dominates the, the scene here in the state. But, man, if you just get a little bit outside of those metro areas, there's just so many, so many courses that, sure, they're not going to be the best shape. 
But if you're wanting to go out on a Saturday or Sunday and you've got some buddies and maybe some cold beers and you're just wanting to play a new course, a new layout, something that's going to challenge you, get you pretty uncomfortable, go check out some of these rural courses specifically. Go check out Cedar Valley. Um, Give them a shout. I called two days before and I had a 9.15 tee time on a Sunday morning, which was shocking. Um, But that's that's the type of thing. And, you know, those type of courses, I want to see that tee sheet filled. We got to get it packed to the gills. Let's get some some uh, traffic out there, get some people seeing some new courses, everything like that. 100%. An absolute gem. Hey, Spencer, we got to get in a break. When we come back, I am so excited for this. We've got Hayden Wood coming on the show. Uh, he just won in Garden City, Kansas on the All-Pro Tour, the Southwest Kansas Pro-Am. Last week, a five-shot victory for Hayden. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. Absolute bloodbath. We're excited to talk with him uh, about that and more. We'll talk. We'll, we'll ask him about uh, Victor Hovland, one of his former teammates, and him getting it done at the BMW this last week. In in, I mean, you talk about domination. The way he came back at the end of that round on Sunday, incredible, incredible. So we will talk with Hayden after this, uh, right here on the Red Dirt Golf Hour. More to come on 107.7 The Franchise. Welcome back inside the Red Dirt Golf Hour. I am Jared Gallagher, joined by a good friend, Spencer Drury. And joining us now is a good friend of the program and a winner last week on the APT. It is Hayden Wood, who is coming to us live from his house in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, with a nice new trophy in hand, the Southwest Kansas Pro-Am last week in Garden City, Kansas. Hayden, congratulations. Tell us a little bit about that experience uh, and getting that victory. I know it's not your first one on the APT, but I had to feel good getting that one out of the way. Absolutely. Thanks for having me guys. It's uh, good to be with you again. Um, yeah, it was a good week in, uh, Southwest Kansas garden city to be exact where friend of, uh, the cowboy pro program, uh, Tyreek Hill went to school for a little bit ah, I did not know yeah, that that's until, right. I was, until I was there with some buddies who were talking about it. Um, so yeah, garden city played a, uh, 72 hole mini tour event, the all pro tour, uh, put it together. Yeah, it was a, it was a good week. I uh, played well. Uh, some tough, windy conditions up there, Garden City. Uh, solid course, you know, lines kind of kind of a mini Prairie Dunes type course, you know, slopey greens, you know, junk on both sides. So yeah, very pleased with uh, how I played, especially trending towards uh, Q School. It it it's funny you say that, and Spencer, I'll let you get to it here in just a second. It's funny you say that about you know kind of Prairie Dunes esque. It is. Um, actually a donald seacrest design donald seacrest who spent a lot of time in stillwater um designed stillwater country club but also designed uh boiling springs golf club uh in woodward if you have any experience out there hayden i don't know if you do or don't but um you know you said prairie dunes and that is like the oklahoma prairie dunes right there boiling springs and so that was the first thing that my mind went to um you know a lot of fun and really you know in those you want those windy conditions when you're playing a golf course like that i would imagine um really you know exposes things and lets kind of your talent shine uh and and hopefully thins out the field a little bit for guys that aren't used to playing in the wind like that absolutely yeah Uh, especially that final round it was blowing really hard uh it kind of blew out of four different directions uh all four days. So I knew, you know, going into that final round, if I could just, you know, take care of the ball, uh, stay out of my own way, uh, I'd have a really good chance at bringing home the trophy and was able to do that. So, yeah, it was like you said, just w- when the wind blows like that on a, you know, tough golf course, you know, it's all about just minimizing mistakes and letting the birdies fall when where they will, not really trying to, 
you know, force anything and just uh, letting the, like you said, let things take care of themselves. Well, it was a massive win. A uh, little bit of a bloodbath for you out there. Five stroke lead. Uh, we've, we've talked a little bit through different interviews, Brendan Jelly specifically, where we talked a lot about the APT and uh, a lot of our listeners, I feel like they're not super familiar with the tour and kind of what it is. And for those of, for those of you guys that are listening out there, I mean, looking at the money list here, a bunch of names that you would, that you would recognize Charlie Saxon, Blaine Hale, you've got uh, Cooper down there from Baylor, Tyson reader, all the names that are pretty much local to a lot of big 12 golf. How is it going out there week in week out and kind of competing with these guys? Does it, does it feel a little bit like an extension of NCAAs? Is it is it more competitive? You've obviously got a wider market there, but there are so many guys that are local to Big 12. Uh, how is it kind of going out there competing week in, week out? Is it just like a, a big party? Is just super fun getting on the range and seeing everyone? Pretty much yes to everything you ask. Um, I mean, it, it's almost an extension of junior golf. You know, it, it's all the, the tours run by Gary DeSerrano, whose son – or whose brother played at Oklahoma State, um, Scott D. Serrano. And uh, he's been running this tour. It's had a bunch of different names. Uh, I think it was called like the Lone Star Tour. It was for one time the Adams Tour. Um, and so, I mean, you know, I hear, hear funny stories about Andy Dillard playing that tour. Uh, I, I play a bit of golf in Arizona with Tim Heron, Lumpy. He talked about that tour before he got on the PGA Tour. Um, so, yeah, they do a great job. I mean, it's it's the best tour, I think. As far as, you know, bang for your buck, you're, you know, you're kind of staying in one general area the whole summer. They do a great job of following the, uh, the Monday qualifiers on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, so, you, you know, you, the tournaments end on Saturday. You get in the car and you drive to wherever uh, that Monday qualifier may be. You know, if you make it, great. If you miss, you just go play another APT event. So, yeah, they do a great job. They're you know, they're doing everything that they can to get guys uh, to the next level. And they've had, you know, a ton of, you know, call on uh, graduates of that tour that uh, have done a great job. Scotty Shuffler's one out there, um, Max McGreevy. So, yeah, a lot of guys from Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, I'd say. It's just a lot of guys like that. And like you said, it's, it's, a, it's a good time because, you know, everyone's known each other since junior golf, you know, played against each other in college golf. And, uh, one thing, one thing that's a little different than uh, some of the other tournaments is they've got a cooler uh, by the scoring tent filled with uh, clubby seltzers, which I'm not sure if it's a title sponsor, but they've definitely made friends with the clubby seltzer guys, and they've got uh, awesome. some beers in there too. So, yeah, it's they do a great job there. Uh, I've played up in Canada. I've played uh, some other, you know, mini tours, and they, they do, they do a, a very class job with the whole tour. It's I've been – I mean, I'd, I'd like to – you know, graduate from there and, you know, get to the Corn Ferry and PGA Tour. But uh, I have no no complaints with the All-Pro Tour. Well, we're a week away from college football. How's the trash talk scene on the range? Is it is it ramping up? I mean, there's a lot of a lot of Bedlam guys in there. I know – I hope you and Boshu are really kind of carrying the torch for us. Absolutely. Uh, Blaine Hale, like you mentioned, he and I have been rooming uh, on the road on this tour since uh, since 2020. So we uh, we get along great, but someone will give a quick little jab, you know, about anything OU, OSU, and uh, we're, our backs are to each other in the hotel room, that's for sure. We, uh, we're always you know, giving each other a hard time. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I think I've, I've had to bite my tongue a little bit this year. I'm not, you know, I'm not super sure. I'm hoping to be uh, – 
to be excited, pleasantly surprised, but uh, I don't know. We've had, we've had some issues in the portal and uh, hopefully this new defensive coordinator can, uh, can take care of things. And uh, Alan Bowman can really be uh, our, our savior this year. Well, cautiously optimistic, I think is the proper term for this year. It'll, it'll be interesting. And I like the way the schedule plays up. I do want to ask, cause you mentioned lumpy. Do you have any good lumpy stories? Cause I've heard that he is just an absolute beauty. An absolute peach. Are, are there any good Lumpy stories that you have that you could share with us? 100%. So one that comes to mind, so Lumpy and my dad have known each other for forever. Um, and I got to know Lumpy out in Arizona at the course that we belong to. And uh, he was playing on the, he was on the 18th green one day. And he was wearing the, like, the ugliest hat of all time. It was like a Francis We Met plaid hat. <laughs> and... I'm I'm making the turn. The tenth the tenth tee and the eighteenth green are pretty close to each other. And I go, Hey Lumpy, I, I made some some you know offhanded comment. And I said, You get that hat? Somebody somebody donate that hat to you, bud? <laughs> and he doesn't really say anything. And I'm like, Oh, maybe he didn't hear me. I'm like, I say it again. I said, Did you get that hat from a charity donation or something? <laughs> and his son looks at me and he goes, Yeah, he did. His son's like a freshman in college. And I'm like, Oh no, what? I, I thought this, like I'd always been told, you know, this guy's like the, the king of, you know, oh, yeah. given, given a hard time and all this and all that. So I, I finished my round and he's, I guess, walking out him and his sons had played some golf and I'm like, lumpy. Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't mean to like give you, give you a hard time. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, I was just giving you crap about your hat. Like I didn't mean to like, you know, cross the line or anything. He goes, Oh, this piece of crap. Oh no, this, I mean, I was just pissed off because my my 16 year old son just beat me for the first time. Oh man. <laughs> he, he's the best. He's, he's such a good time. He's so much, he's so easy to talk to. He gets along with everybody. He's, he's the man. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Hey, so, um, uh, g- getting back to your game and the, and the game of, you know, some of the guys that you grew up with, uh, Ryan Cameron tweeted out something the other day that I was just shocked by not shocked by but i was shocked at how much how how many wins had come off of the 2018 national championship team at oklahoma state he said seven different guys have won professional events um since 2018 24 different professional events um you included in that that is absolutely insane um I, I was hoping that you could give us some insight into that team into that year 2018 obviously you know getting to host a national championship at your home course at Karsten Creek is pretty special in and of itself um but what was that like you know kind of being a part of that program and pushing guys everybody else to be the best that they can be and then also I was hoping um and I don't know if you've ever thought about this but I was wondering because you're you're a pretty lifelong Oklahoma State guy I was wondering if you could rank that program as one of the greatest Oklahoma State teams in the history uh, of Oklahoma State in any sport, where would that rank in terms of, you know, all the football successes and basketball successes? Where do you think that would rank in Oklahoma State history? Man, that's big. Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, well, yeah, to start, uh, that team was that team was crazy. I uh, I played the I played the entire year the year before we lost at NCAA's in the first round of match play three to two to Oregon. Um, and then I, I played most of that year. And then this is actually, I don't know, probably nobody knows this story. So the team, the, the top five, I, I finished fourth in Hawaii, Victor and Matt had finished 
I think tied for second. So I finished a shot behind them. And so we go to, uh, we go to Palm Springs and they take the other guys, Chris Ventura, Boshu, Matt, Victor, and myself. We go to Palm Springs and the other guys must've been Eckroat, Nick Heinen, Sam Stevens, and probably Jelly go to another tournament in Palm Springs. So we're all there, but playing two different tournaments. I finish one of the, one of the days gets winded out at our tournament and at the other tournament. I, I finished fifth on our team. Eckroat finishes first ties Colin Morikawa and a, maybe a couple other guys. They all tie for first. And so he, he takes my spot. He, he had just won that tournament. He takes my spot. And then they win like four other tournaments. Yeah. Like four, they win like four straight. Like we had won like maybe like, I think we might've won seven in a row that year. So then, so I never got back in the lineup. I, I played the next year. Um, so like that was, it was really tough for me, you know, watching, you know, my team win. It was great for, to watch my team win, you know, to be a part of it. But, you know, I'm on the, I just gotten benched. So it was, it was a, it was a tough, tough season for me. Um, but it was a tough season for a lot of guys. Jelly was, it uh, was unable to crack that lineup. He's on the corn Ferry tour. Sam Stevens was unable to crack that lineup. He, was flirting with the potential PJ Tour Rookie of the Year. Um, Stratton Nolan was an individual Big Twelve champion. He didn't make that lineup. Nick Heinen. Uh, I mean, it was it was crazy. It was a very stacked team, and that's kind of how all of our teams were that whole time I was in school. Uh, obviously, in 2018, that was the best team we had, top to bottom, and for the top five. But I mean, the whole time when I was in college, you know, the qualifying was just an absolute, you know, just bloodbath. You know, Wyndham Clark. U.S. Open champion. He he was there the year before, or two years before, uh, on the team, and he we played against him at Rich Harvest Farms, uh, my redshirt sophomore year. He played Victor. Um, I think I think Victor beat him. It, I mean, it, the whole team, Jordan Eberge. I could go on and on. This the guys we had. It was just if you if you were qualifying for that lineup, you were playing some really good golf. So yeah. to get back to it, I mean that team. We won NCAAs. There's probably been, what, 40 NCAA teams at Oklahoma State. I think that's – I mean, that was was on the airport when I was in school. It's like 37 or something. I'm sure we won a few more. Um, I don't know. As far as, you know, were, were there some wrestling teams where they had six national champions on one team? I mean, that would be the only one that could, that could beat this one because, I mean, you had an individual – a Big 12 champion not playing. You had – I mean, I lost in a playoff that year at pebble beach so i mean i guess that's not technically a win but i mean they're like every single one of us had won or finished second in a college tournament that year which is, is pretty nuts, crazy man. i mean that team was stacked um and then i mean i was there when we won um to see all the, the support was just it was it was a crazy scene the support from the, the osu fans i mean and we kicked the hell out of Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was very cool. And then to see the success that these all all these guys have had, you know, Austin, Matt, Victor, Chris, Sam, uh, Boshu. Boshu's having a great year. He had no status on the Corn Ferry Tour starting this year, and he's he's almost. I mean, he's three good tournaments away, four good tournaments away from being on the tour next year, which is pretty pretty un- unbelievable. Um, so I mean, yeah, that team was something else. And yeah, to compare it. It'd be hard to find a team. I'm sure there was some wrestling teams, but um, and uh, I mean, I guess I could look in some of those old uh, media guides that 
Coach Braden gave us every year. Um, <laughs> there were definitely some good. There were definitely some good. Uh, some good teams. Uh, Oklahoma State golf wise, I think one year Coach Braden said there were six guys that were all Americans. And on so wow. I think maybe Brandon Knight was a an honorable mention All American. The year we won in 2018, there were five. Um, I didn't. I played in one turn as an individual and didn't play worth a hell. Uh, worth, worth a damn. Um, so that that maybe I could have been our sixth, but uh, but yeah, that team was something else. They and they played so well, um, at Carson and the, yeah, like I said, the fans were just unbelievable. Yeah, we uh, I know we were uh, kind of all there that day surrounding the the fifteen green. That was uh, I, I was one that snuck up the uh, that west side of the green, and I think I was the first one over on that, and it kind of formed the full circle. It was pretty cool. Uh, but you, cool. you know, you come from a true uh, Oklahoma State lineage. You know, before we got on the air, we were talking about Brad Dockey and how his family played football and everything like that. But there's really only that I can think of, at least two instances of, of which a father and a son have played for such a prestigious program like Oklahoma State golf. Uh, the other being Lindy and and uh, Michael Miller. But kind of walk us through your upbringing. I mean, was was Oklahoma State ever like? Was there ever any other thought that you were going to go anywhere else? Well, you're miss you're forgetting one very nice father son duo. Do you do you know who I'm talking about? Um, Bob, Bob and Kevin Tway. Oh, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> How could I have forgotten K Tway? Duh. <laughs> maybe that, that's best, when maybe that's when we were in school, Spencer. We, we I know, were at that, Carston. That was, that was the other team I was thinking of. I mean, you had like the uh, the one with Pablo Martin and all that. And Chucky 360, you know, you just had great teams back then. But then obviously in that year, they didn't get it done. But you had uh, Sean, K-Tway, PDU. You had all those guys. How could I have forgotten k That makes me feel like a worse OSU fan. <laughs> Disappointed in myself. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting I – was, I was not expecting you to forget that that father-son <laughs> duo. Real dumb. Just a dumb moment. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, growing up, uh, I mean, I was – you know, I had an Oklahoma State bag – that my dad bought from Carson since I was, you know, probably 11 years old. I was carrying an Oklahoma state bag. Um, I, I was recruited by Georgia pretty heavily and Alabama, um, Arkansas. I visited, I was pretty good friends with, or I'm still good friends with Taylor Moore, but growing up, I've spent a lot of time with Taylor Moore. So yeah, the, I mean, the recruiting was, there were some coaches that would see my dad at tournaments and say, am I wasting my time? And he would just kind of chuckle. So I wasn't, um, <laughs> It, it was a very narrow uh it was a, it was a very small group of schools that i had some interest in uh my dad was good friends with chris hack at georgia i'd known him since i was a little kid so i was recruited pretty heavily by them and i thought about going there but uh in the end it was oklahoma state i mean your your whole life you've kind of been around oak tree and that whole you know the the original oak tree gang and all of that and you know you talk about your dad scott for playing bob tway uh, the tool brothers. I mean, those guys were all legends. Um, now, you know, every time I go back there to, to national, it seems like, I mean, you were talking about it today. You just played with a, a couple of guys that are probably, you know, you could consider this to kind of be a reincarnation of the Oak tree gang um, or, or an influx of, of young talent uh, that are playing out there right now, practicing out there uh, and grinding every day. So my question to you is in their prime, could this new Oak Tree gang beat 
the original Oak Tree Gang in a Ryder Cup style event at, at Oak Tree National. That's okay. Uh, I don't want I, I don't want my dad to listen to this and uh, or I don't want Scott Verplank to listen to this and you know be up my ass. But uh, the the current the current group there's more guys. There's um, I'll just start with the older guys. Rian Gibson, who's been on PGA the PGA Tour, he's about to get his card back. Michael Gellerman, Josh Creel, um, those guys were they they kind of restarted that whole you know pro pro group the new the new oak tree gang um they they kind of brought that back um and then you've got quade cummins chris goddard up logan McAllister. there's you know your three core ou guys you're all great guys fun guys and and really good players you know i think goddard up or i think logan McAllister's in the top 30 right now about to get a card and then quade and uh and goddard up are right there as well and then you from the osu side you've got austin uh, Austin Eckroat, myself, um, Zach Boshu, and then Tyson Reeder, who is from Edmond, played at Oklahoma State for two years, and then at Arkansas. So, and the the really the cool thing is, is you know, we've talked, we'll talk about Bedlam and stuff like that, but all of us get along great. We all are, you know, very good friends. I uh, played up in Chicago in the Corn Ferry Tour event, had dinner with McAllister, got her up, and uh, Quaid, you know, all the time. Quaid. Um, Austin was a groomsman in my wedding. Um, all those guys were at my wedding. Like we all, we all get along great. Um, so let me just say that the old group of guys would have to have some captain's picks cause they don't have quite as many as we do. They've, they've definitely got a more decorated career considering I think three of them were on actual Ryder cup teams and Bob Tway got the ultimate shaft. He was the PJ tour player of the year in 86 but they didn't let him on the Ryder cup team because you had to have been on tour i think for three years and he was player of the year in his second year on tour which was a Ryder cup year and because of some fine print issues he wasn't able to make that team so that team that that team that group of oak tree guys definitely have a more decorated pga tour career because none of the none of the current guys have even a pga tour win but sure. uh, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty confident there's definitely going to be some wins, and there's definitely going to be some guys on actual Ryder Cup teams for sure. Yeah, I don't doubt that for a second. So I'll give I'll give the old guys the benefit of the doubt right now. But maybe if we're talking in three or four years, maybe I'll ch- I'll have a different a well, different well, idea opinion. Yeah, we'll revisit that here in, in in a couple of years, and we can we can maybe we'll maybe we'll have you and your dad on at the same time, and we can that'll be the entire Red Dirt Golf Hour. You guys just debating <laughs> that question. Just a bunch of banter. I love it. <laughs> Is it nice or is it somewhat uh, kind of a pain in the ass moment having Rob Land saunter around the clubhouse now? Well, he's he's he might be the best dress. I hope I really hope I, I can't I don't want to say this because I don't want it to make his head any bigger. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I can't say it'll go to his head. I, I don't, don't think that's possible. I really don't. But he's such a well-dressed guy. He's, you know, he just kind of strolls in. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? What's going on? You know, I just. But uh, no, Rob is the—he's the absolute man. We uh, we just redid our greens out at Oak Street, um, so I, I like where things are headed. They've got uh, some new Tiff Eagle Bermuda greens, so hopefully each summer they're the fastest in the state. You know, the, the course—the course is hard to beat with the vibe. You know, the Pete—the Pete dye design—it's um, hard. It's fun. You know, there's very few rules. It's a very laid-back place. You don't—you're not—you're not walking on eggshells. You know, you can just be yourself. You know, we've all got our carts with music going. 
Oh, I for, I did forget one guy in the Oak Tree Gang. <laughs> I forgot about Victor, the actual, the only Ryder Cupper. Oh, yeah. Of the current yeah. one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I'll just go ahead. He, after last, after yesterday, sixty-one. I'll just go ahead and say this one, and Verplank and my dad and Bob can talk about talk talk to me about it later. Also, yeah. I'll go. I'll go with the young guys. I forgot. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot about Victor. You left the you ring bring off. Up, <laughs> you exactly. bring up Victor. How how do you, as a former teammate, go into the Ryder Cup this year, knowing that um, you know you got to have some American pride, you got to kind of actively root against them, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Unless unless he's playing against Wyndham, who what I was roommates with at Oklahoma State, I'm gonna I, and I will be rooting for both of them. I'm I'm kind of hoping for a draw if those two end up playing each other in singles, but unless he's playing just against Wyndham, I'm rooting for him to win every single match. But other than that, I want the USA to win handedly against those guys. But yeah, Victor, he's, he's such a good guy. He's, uh, he's so easy to be around. He's so much fun. He's so laid back. He, uh, and he's so fun to watch. He's just an absolute stripe show every single time he plays. It's, it's pretty awesome. But yeah, like I, I hope he wins every match. If him and Wyndham play each other in singles, I hope it's a a draw. But other than that, I hope Europe uh, gets absolutely destroyed. You, you know, what he did this weekend, especially on that back nine, I mean, literally the only thing I can think of that I've ever seen in my life that can rival that is watching Boshu go out there against Alabama uh, in 2018. <laughs> I mean, those are two of the most – I don't even know how to put it into words how dominant – both of those rounds of golf are especially you know what victor did on the back nine seven birdies there on on the back nine shooting a 28 that's insane and that place is not easy we play there every single year in college um i played a us amateur there that place is hard and for him to do that on sunday to i mean you know he's got a serious chance of winning a fedex cup now uh i mean that takes a, first and foremost a lot of game which everyone knew he had and it takes a lot of you know mental toughness which We've all known that he's has, but to do it, you know, with the lights at the brightest um, on a Sunday on the back nine to come from behind like that. I think he was he playing with Wyndham, too. I think I saw Rory, I think he might have been. He, oh, yeah, he's playing with Rory. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's I mean, even even more to it. I mean, playing against Rory, I'm sure the crowds are just massive. That's just unbelievable. Absolutely. He, he's he's a special guy. It's it's really fun to watch a guy like Victor go out and and do that. And I know whenever he graduated, I made a six pack bet with one of my buddies that Victor would have the better career uh, than Matt Wolf, which pained me to make the bet. Uh, but you know, it, they both had uh, obviously great success. But to see when uh, Victor had the success that he that he's had recently, man, it, it's been a very very special year for him. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he's always been, you know, such an unbelievable ball striker and uh, he's worked so hard on his short game, he, you know, working hard on the aim point with his putting. That was one thing in college, you know, he'd hit it close so much um, that he'd get a little frustrated on the greens. You know, it's hard to make 17, 12 footers because that's what he has. He, he hits it to un inside 15 feet, you know, all the time, especially in college where, you know, the greens were a little softer. I mean, he was just stuffing it all the time um, and he started working on the aim point. Uh, got his green reading a little bit better. It's just to see him, you know, be this successful is really, really cool because he's such a genuine guy. No, and it's hard. It's you can't find a bad thing to say about the guy. He's he's great. 
Sounds like you need to get him on the show. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. let you work for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> We'll let Absolutely. you work on that one for sure. Uh, Victor being frustrated about anything is hard for me to believe, uh, at least externally. So, um, but yeah, he he has put in an insane amount of work, and uh, you know, I, I I think it's safe to say that he is an adopted Oklahoman as much as anybody else, and and we're proud to have him for sure. Uh, Hayden Wood is our guest right now on the Red Dirt Golf Hour. Hayden, thanks so much. We, we we've had you on for about a half hour, so we don't want to take too much more of your time. But I do. We do want to get into the last loop, which is just a a, a quick segment where we ask you some quick fire questions, hopefully to, to allow our audience to get to know you, uh, the person, a little bit better. So, are you ready for the last loop? Absolutely. Let's do it. Sweet. So, first question is who is your dream foursome from Oklahoma, you included? Who would be the other three guys and what course in Oklahoma are you going to play it at? Okay. Um, I'm going to have to ask you some questions before I answer this question. What, what is it on a Saturday in the fall? Is this, is this round going <laughs> to take place Saturday in the fall? Because that makes, that makes a huge impact on who and where I'm playing. Like, if it's a Saturday in the fall, Oklahoma State's got a six o'clock game, that makes a big difference. So yeah, you give me that one. If you want Football it to be on right around the corner, the fall. yeah, it's got to be that. Okay, Football we'll say, we'll say Oklahoma State's got a six o'clock game at home. I would have to say I'm going to play at Oak Tree, where I learned to play golf. God, I, I hate to do this, but I might have to. I might have to play with the guys I play with all the time. Um, I'd have to put Austin Eckert in there. Uh, he's one of my very best friends. He's so easygoing. He loves uh, a little action on the course. Um, so I'm going to put him in there for sure, man. This is, this is tough. I've got, they have to just have any affiliation with Oklahoma. Yeah. Any affiliation living or dead. Well, I don't want to get too geeky. I can't, can't say like Jim Thorpe. I'm sure he was a great golfer, but I don't, I don't know if (laughs) he was, he was good at everything else. I'm sure he was. Oh, you're OSU fan. Um, I'll put, I'll put my old man in there, my dad, Willie Wood. And <laughs> I mean, I, I've got, I hate to do this. I'll put my other, one of my other very best friends who was a teammates of mine, at Oklahoma state, Nick Hyden in there. We put, we, that foursomes played quite a bit, especially on Saturday game days. But, uh, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty hard foursome for me to beat right there. Um, that's, that's solid. That's pretty hard. Yeah, those those are my guys. I can't uh, I can't shy away from my guys. The guy who taught me how to play golf, the guy who I was roomed with the entire time I was in college, and then one of my very best friends, Austin Eckro. Easy, there, easy. I, and then we, I'm and then shocked. We, uh, shocked we it's Car- not Carson. Well, Carson's great. Carson's very, and it's going to be very great uh, after this new redo. But uh, hard to pass up the place I uh, I learned how to play golf, and I actually I learned how to ride a bike on the driving range at Oak Tree. So that place wow. holds a very, uh, I, that's awesome. that, I learned, I learned how to uh, do a lot of things out at Oak tree. Um, so yeah, hard, hard to beat that. And then we'd, uh, we have one of our lovely wives drive us up to Stillwater where we tailgate for about two hours before. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's a great answer. I might, I might be describing next or two Saturdays from now, honestly. <laughs> very good. <laughs> I ho- hopefully I am. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Okay. Um, your favorite golf hole in Oklahoma and what is the, the hardest golf hole that you've played in Oklahoma. Okay. Now I'm not going to be such a homer about this. The hardest golf hole a hundred percent is number 17 at Carson Creek. That when the, when it's blown out of the South, they've added a new tee box. Um, and it's, I, th- I think it's like two ninety to cover, like to get to the front edge of the fairway. 
Um, that that tee box isn't used Same. most of the time in the South Wind, but that tee box, I mean, I won't name names, but I remember one time in qualifying, a guy was uh, who's on the PGA Tour, um, not the guy who won yesterday. So just put your thing. You, there's a few guys you can. <laughs> he was three under par, and he shot 77 because of a, a big number on oh, on, no. number, on number 17. <laughs> He had a, he made, I mean, I'm just watching, you know, it's like, okay, this one's a three with an orange dot. Okay. This one's now, this one's a two, no orange dot with a black line. Like, it's like, okay, you need, you need to do some of these balls, man. Like that, <laughs> that is the hardest hole by far. Oh, uh, that my, is killer. My favorite hole, my favorite hole is number 12 at Southern Hills. It's, and that's, that might not be one that a lot of people name, but there's something about that, like, that brick that uh, lines the little creek, mm-hmm. something about that hole. I just get up every single time I play out there. I'm like, man, this place is special. Well, just, you know, kind of the way that the, the fairway kind of swoops back, you know, it's, it's kind of a very mm-hmm. elegant fairway that swoops back toward the Creek. And then you've got the clubhouse in the background up the hill and you've got the John winters bridge right there. It's a, that is a special hole for sure. Very yeah, good. that 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 place is very special. Um, I've got a lot of friends who play out there. I've been very fortunate to go out there and play with them. Um, yeah, that place is cool. And yeah, that twelve. It seems like every single time I play number twelve, I just say, "Wow, this this is a cool hole." Yeah. It's the best approach shot in the state, hands for down. sure. Not even close. Yeah, love it. Okay, you have to choose one. Do you go Cattleman Steakhouse or Aishin's Fried Chicken? <laughs> Easiest. Couldn't have asked an easier question. Ison's for sure. Every really? year from first grade to graduation, last day of school, uh, my family and a group of my closest friends, and, it, and then it even became my siblings' friends, we would go to Ison's, you know, take just a caravan to Ison's. So anytime uh, we're, we're in town and all the fellas are around, we, we go over there. Um, it's just it's hard to beat, you know, the grease, the, the cold beer now um the the dirt road we just go straight up to waterloo and then just go i don't need, i just take waterloo the entire yeah, time just i mean it's west, just, yeah just a straight line there um just when you, when you think you're almost there you don't you don't know you're there until you see that big what is that like a like a mill or something there's just yeah. there's that big like agricultural building you see that and you're like okay it's it's almost time and then you eat that okra the sweet pickles that place that place is the best. <laughs> I love it, man. It's so good. Making me hungry. Okay. You're, you're, you're looping around national. You've got your cart, you've got your speaker in your cart, but what is your go-to golf course music? Got a country playlist. Um, for sure. Uh, unless my dad's around, I play classic rock, you know, the, just the, the most stereotypical seventies classic rock when he's, when he's around. But if it's just my buddies and I, I've got, you know, a country playlist. You know, there's some Zach Bryan, some – I like Morgan Wallen. Eckert's not a Morgan Wallen fan. Hopefully, you know, someday he gets paired with Morgan Wallen in the, uh, like, AT&T or something, and I can give yeah. him a hard time. He, he, he thinks all his songs sound the same. I like Morgan Wallen. Definitely some Turnpike Troubadours. Um, yeah, def, it's definitely country. There's – I'm not a huge like pop country guy unless it's, you know, Morgan Wallen, but so there's a plenty of red dirt oh, yeah. uh, for sure. Good. That's awesome. That's a, that's a great playlist right there. Okay. And finally you have to switch places for a day with someone of the same name as you. 
I'm going to give you three options. Do you go with former SMU college football coach and member of the College Football Hall of Fame, Hayden Fry, star of the Disney smash hit Remember the Titans, Hayden Panettiere, or <laughs> Austrian composer and father of the string quartet, Franz Josef Hayden? Definitely Hayden Fry. I don't know any. I've, I've heard about Hayden Fry. My dad would always, you know, joke that I was named after him, which is not true. They <laughs> named me after Hayden Road in Scottsdale, Arizona. But he would joke that they named me after Hayden Fry. But if I were Hayden Fry, I would just air it out every single play. And I'm hoping that Oklahoma State does the exact same thing this year. I just, just all about the long ball. Love just, it, baby. Just every single down, just throw it deep. That's awesome, man. Hayden Wood has been our guest. That was tremendous. We appreciate it, brother. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. Love it. More after this coming up on the Red Dirt Golf Hour here on 1077 The Franchise. Welcome back inside the Red Dirt Golf Hour. Jared Gallagher and Spencer Drury with you. Spencer, that was awesome chatting with Hayden Wood there in that last segment. Uh, he He's an absolute beaut, uh, and I hope to have him again on the show uh, here in the very near future. Yeah, I feel just like a complete, I'm, I'm going to say it, I just feel like a dumbass. Swinging a miss <laughs> on the K-Tway, uh, Bob Tway miss there. I know that uh, maybe- We were classmates. I know, I'm, I feel so dumb. Like, just a real moment where I'm like, I'm a, a, a warm body up here. Just a uh, pulse, basically, that's it. Oh boy. Well, hey, we're short on time, but um, we do want to get, the standings real quick for our pick as we go into our final week of action we'll get our picks on twitter as as tj and brendan are not on the show here this evening so be on the lookout for that at rdgc underscore okay follow us on twitter and check that out what are our standings going into the final week of the season well i'll tell you someone that's not gonna be making their picks on twitter and that's your boy spin cat because i did horrible i am in dfl 45 and a half points i could uh, pick the perfect winner for the freaking tour championship and not even get into third. So uh, we're not sitting great there, but um, Jared, you are in first at 53 and a half with your Cantley pick, giving you three points. Brendan went with uh, fairway. Jesus, Tommy Fleetwood got two points. He's up to 51. TJ got the prime pick for Victor. I feel like he should get five points because of uh, the way that Victor actually We're not played. changing the rules now. I know, I know. Um, we're gonna have to revisit the point the the pointing system for uh, next year, though. I'm I'm looking forward to make some changes there. Um, so TJ with Hoblin, he got four. That brings his annual total up to forty nine and a half. And then again, I went with Spieth, got first or uh, got one point, not first. Um, and that gives me forty five and a half. So my pick this week, uh, you know, for whatever it matters, uh, it it doesn't, but so it can be duplicated. You guys can make my pick if you want on Twitter. <laughs> Follow along with us on there, but I'm going to go out there. Ricky Fowler is going to get it done. We're going to go back-to-back OSU, and then we're going to go into football season. And, uh, yeah, you know, OSU's going to do this thing. Alan Bowman always plays well in Boone Pickens Stadium. So we're going to see that a lot this year. We shall see what happens. Thanks so much for that. And thanks for for being with us here this evening on the Red Dirt Golf Hour. More to come next week on another exciting edition of the Red Dirt Golf Hour right here on 1077 The Franchise. Peace.